0: Welcome to Across the Ring. My name is William Mayhem Michaels. And this is the
1: scientist, Carl Schrepfer. And we're here today with at Hasbro WWE on Instagram for our part three of a series that we've been doing with him. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm
0: doing very good today. Very good. So last time we spoke with Scott, we told you that we had a special surprise. So uh, you want to go ahead and give us some hints of what that surprise is today, Scott? This
2: piece of gear that you guys will be the first ones to see comes from somebody who was a multiple time world champion. Worked in most of the major companies in the US, is credited for helping a lot of talent with their careers, and it was worn in a match that was both that person and the other person's last match. This person has two figures out. I'll let that kind of simmer.
0: So when you say world champion, are we talking across multiple uh, promotions or multiple promotions? And this person was a
2: staple in their main promotion. A staple.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, well, that's gonna that's gonna uh gonna fill. Down a little bit, but that's yeah, a tough there's,
0: one. There's so many promotions. I'm thinking right now because I'm thinking TNA, Impact, WCW. Okay, what time frame are we talking? The mid 2001
2: to current. So they got rid
0: of WCW. Awesome,
2: Scott. Well, that that sounds really
1: exciting. So in the meantime, before we finally review this item, why don't you show us uh, a few uh items that you'd like to showcase?
2: Some of the stuff I'll, I'll showcase is back when WSW and the WWF were having their feud they used to make fun of each other and there was a wrestler called Little Hulk and it was played by Tiger Jackson who played Dink. This is the actual mask, boots, trunks and shirt from when they did it in the WWF. It's extremely creepy like it actually has hand laid hair for the mustache, eyebrows and hair. Wow. Yeah, like it's nightmare fuel type stuff.
1: That's incredible and that, that's such a like niche thing like such a like, you know, a make Making fun of a wrestler during a very specific time with a very specific talent,
0: that's pretty crazy. How did you come to acquire this piece?
2: Uh, Out of the blue, it was a handler for Tiger Jackson kind of reached out and said hey we're looking to get rid of some of his stuff are you interested in this and it was this and mini macho
1: Oh my! and gosh. I
2: passed on the macho because I didn't have the, the money for it at the time which I mm-hmm. wish I kind of had both because just like a set. yeah because when like when you see the mask like it's very very detailed and oriented and I was just like wow, wow. It, it has a smell because it's 20 something years old right anything that old is going to have a smell
1: this was reworn
2: <laughs> I kind of like to get the stuff that is Unique or odd, where like when people see it, they go, What is that? And then you right. explain it and they go, Oh, that is so cool. It's such a
1: a funny piece of, of memorabilia, too, because it's so uniquely WWF. You know, they they made such a habit of doing, you know, mini so and so, whether it was, you know, Hulk, Macho, yeah, you know, or, or last thing like Vader, they did mini Vader and <laughs> remember that, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, um, mini Mankind, right? Those two wrestled mini- on. Many Taker,
2: many Kane. A lot of yeah. people that ended up being the the Dinks for the Survivor Series with Doink were, were them, or it was the people that were the little kings with Jerry Lawler's group from Survivor Series were the ones that did all the different many characters.
1: Wow, that's pretty crazy. What was what was the uh, the next item that you were uh, looking to showcase? The
2: next thing I like to pick up is like stuff tied to WrestleMania. This next item was. I can't exactly remember the WrestleMania, but it was Team Hell No versus Dolph Ziggler and Biggie Langston. And this is Biggie's actual singlet from WrestleMania that was also his first ever Elite.
1: That had to have been WrestleMania, was that twenty nine? yeah i think so i think it is wrestlemania 29 that's pretty sick
2: that was cool i like just getting wrestlemania like another one that i have which was kind of a cool pickup is to talk his gear from when he wrestled rick Martel at wrestlemania 7
0: Holy crap!
2: i have that which started an interesting conversation of he still thinks he has it and doesn't realize that i have it now that's so, so fun. how'd you get it he bought it i bought it from him years and years and years ago and it's even signed on the inside tatanka wrestlemania 7 oh
1: holy crap (laughs) but it's definitely the legit one just
2: yeah it's one and it's even when they released his legends figure it's that gear on that figure too oh Oh, so i always like to have stuff that has like other stuff like oh it's part of the gear that you can reference yeah right i always do like research to find out what was this, when was it? Like I picked up a pair of boots from Chad Gable. They're the ones from when they won the SmackDown tag titles.
1: Oh, that's pretty sweet. So like when uh you're talking about like how with the Tatanka's gear that they let her use that for the uh the legends action figure, do you get in the figure to kind of like have that next to you know that piece of memorabilia or in other cases to kind of like help showcase that stuff or
2: usually when I build my display it has photos of the match and if it has a figure like that tatanka gear is directly over the camera and you have photos from the match and the figure sitting on top of it so people can look at it and go look at the details and stuff like that i always want to try to make sure it's got as much stuff with it that shows like hey this is what it was so every piece i everything i have in here has a picture Of them wearing it from that match. That's incredible. Yeah. I just want to make sure when people kind of treat it like a museum where if you look at it, you can see like the Chad Gable boots are on his first ever elite also.
0: And I know that you mentioned before that you're really wanting to get a uh, museum kind of set up in the future. Isn't that correct?
2: Yeah. I'm trying to find somewhere where maybe me and a couple other of the big collectors can come together and let the public see. Stuff that they remember and just see how stuff looks and the difference between gear now in gear back then and how it's made different and how it deteriorates over time and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, a lot of sports they showcase a lot of old jerseys or equipment or whatever have you at like a (laughs) Hall of Fame or something like that. But, you know, the history of wrestling there's always been, you know, a real struggle to be able to really display stuff like that. You know, there's been various venues that have tried this or, you know, WWE tends to hold their stuff in a warehouse. It seems like this (laughs) is the kind of fight that everybody you know there's you know been a handful of people that have tried to fight and uh it's it's definitely an uphill battle
2: yeah it's either you find a place and will people come and see it is it going to be popular enough to make keep it open right stuff like that
0: right especially with wwe's in the process of trying to buy a lot of their stuff back right Uh,
2: yeah i know
0: (laughs) have you there's a lot i was gonna say have you ran into that at all i was trying to buy
2: some of your stuff back I was contacted for the Hidden Treasures show they did because I have King Booker's trunks. I have, from what I've been... Told and Road Warrior animals, LOD trunks are sitting in the back of my room. Is red and black wow. stuff. It's stuff like the mini Hulkster. It's things that they would want. So it's stuff that they know where pieces are, and they know where, and they don't know where some pieces are. So kind of how we. That's intense,
0: forward. man. You got a lot of that stuff. A lot of good stuff sounds like.
2: I've got stuff that I've tried to curate that has a meaning to me, and that I know will be kept well care of. Yeah, and right. away from prying hands and stuff like that. Hell, that makes then, a lot of sense. And another little piece is, I have a piece from the Silver Dome, one of the chairs,
0: Ooh. signed Ooh. by Hogan. Nice.
2: With all the stuff, like, the case I'm staring at right now contains Zack Ryder's boots from when he lost to The Miz after WrestleMania. Eric Young's boots from when he won the TNA title. Courtney Rush's boots from Shimmer when her and Sarah Del Rey won the Shimmer belts. And Raven's boots from his TNA NWA WA win. Wow. Sit, all sitting in a case. Along with an original Dota F turnbuckle. Sounds like so, you have
1: quite a bit of memories throughout your collection. How often do you get to, you know, really show that off to people? Or
2: There's only been a handful of people that have actually been in this room. Because I am I don't mind showing it off, but I'm more kind of on the private side of not wanting people around. But, like, right. my Instagram has a lot of this memorabilia on there. And I usually will post brand new stuff or things. But there is also stuff that I've seen And I'm the only person that's seen it because it's something I don't want to be out there.
0: That you have it.
2: Uh, Yeah. So I don't get massive DMs. Hey, can I buy this? (laughs) Right.
0: And guys, remember his Instagram is Hasbro WWE. And that's kind of the plug for being able to see all the stuff that he has that he's willing to show us.
2: And even like separate gear, I have... I have a what's called a two-up. Do you guys remember the grip and flips from WCW?
0: Yep, sure do. I
2: have the two-up of the Raven, the prototype. And it's probably this big. <laughs> it's heavy. It was one of the rag, the random pickups I have Because I was always a big Raven fan Yeah So that's kind of a nice little thing And then back when Classics did a two-pack It was Fuji and Roddy Piper I owned the sample that was sent to Mr. Fuji And he signed it So that sits in a case in here So it's just like little other pieces That also kind of stick to me A bunch of like ring-used turnbuckles Just to kind of show Like and then I pick up other stuff That just that has memories Like since we've all pretty much done The Jericho Cruise together uh, Remember the back that you would get when you first walked onto the boat that said, Welcome to the Jericho cruise. Yep. That's sitting. I have that sitting back on my desk. That's did, awesome.
0: Didn't you get a uh, turnbuckle this, this past cruise in twenty twenty
2: three? I did not. Oh, I thought um, you did. Okay. I I've been working on it and just haven't been able to get one yet the first year pretty much when the cruise finished they tore that ring apart and just shucked it in the audience so like oh, Cody in the box through turnbuckles oh my god through the skirts through everything just here you go here you go and people still have it every once in a while they give up. them up oh. as like a prize on the cruise I wish I had one I tried very hard to get one
1: so uh what about so you know one of the biggest issues with you know as, as a collection grows is having the space for it all so uh, how do you you, how do you manage all that and make sure that you know as you continue to grow that you know you're able to fit it all
2: um i have directly the rack that's right behind me at the very other end of that is a clothing rack that's covered with a plastic zip-up tarp and stuff hangs in there i have stuff that is sealed boxes and i have a database i keep on my computer so i know what i have and what i no longer have or what i'm looking for need Mm -hmm. stuff like that
1: So you don't have everything on display so you have like a a backlog of stuff that you're hoping yeah
2: if i had about another house and a half i could display (laughs) stuff like i'm slowly getting like picking up a new mannequin stuff switches out all the time or sometimes i do loan it out to places Like, if the WWE does access and they need stuff for a Hall of Fame person, sometimes they will contact us. Can we borrow this for access? And stuff might be loaned to them, and then we get it back, or maybe someone wants to do a retrospective on a certain wrestler. We'll loan it out to them on agreements and stuff like that. How
1: often does that happen?
2: Uh, once in a blue moon because a lot of us don't like letting stuff disappear out of our sights if we're not going to be around it because sometimes I've heard of people who've had Ric Flair boots have had them on loan to someone and they have never come back. Wow. And, yeah. it's, well, and then it's, hey, if anyone sees this, let me know. This belongs to me. I never got it back. Wow. Stuff like that. So wow. we, it's you have to be very trusting or know the person like if i have to bring something i will hand deliver it to whoever it is and pretty much i will be that guy standing there staring being like this is not leaving my sight oh show's over give me that back off we go (laughs) right but i also don't mind traveling to find certain pieces like somewhere up in north carolina is back when the df started doing tours they had those little box trucks that kind of has the same logo as your hat yep it's sitting in a junkyard the engine doesn't work i'm trying to figure a way to get it down to where i'm at in florida oh Oh, man yeah that would be so cool i'm afraid that if it gets any highway speed it's just going to be metal because oh, it's God, really yeah. old like it wasn't taken care of yeah but i would just love to have that somehow down here
1: i definitely would want to be careful about that because uh as a kid we went on vacation and we had a tow behind camper that was from like the 70s and we were coming home and on the freeway and the roof started peeling off the back of oh it. my gosh! <laughs> and i'd imagine you'd run into similar trouble trying to tow something at highway speed so you'd have yeah, to. no kidding Take your time getting it home.
2: I would have to find some way to like wrap that thing, or right. I'd just be afraid. We just that one gust, and I just look back, and they just see blue dust everywhere.
1: Right. Uh. Yeah.
2: there's stuff out there if you every once in a while stuff pops up and if you can get it i'll i know people that will grab it but sometimes there's items that i'm going oh, i wish i could have this and we've never heard where it is but when we right. do hear what happened to it you're just like oh really and they got destroyed like i think undertaker used to have a ring at his place in texas and the people that he left it when he moved out they cut it up and turned it into a swing set yeah. and it was a wrestlemania ring too oh wow, wow. Yeah, so man. stuff like that where i just kind of go oh that hurts me and Side. That kind of stuff
1: happens all the time where like people just don't see the value in something. They're like, oh well, right. we use it for something else and that's the end of it, yeah.
2: That are like, they, yeah, it just disappears or, oh, it got left here and it never seen again.
1: Right. That's what makes everything valuable, right? The things that can remain, yeah, they have intact. so much value because they're the ones that survive.
0: So what made you want to start collecting in the first place? And how old were you when you started collecting?
2: My first piece of ring gear, I still remember it to this day, was out of the blue and it was a piece of Macho Man gear. It was his top and his bottom, black from the ww macho times Mm -hmm. like the letters were all like silver glitter sign and it was just out of the blue he was done and he was selling stuff oh wow so like like it was just very beginning of ebay someone said hey you know macho man's on here selling each came with like a certificate and he was selling clothing hats everything and i had that first piece of gear i don't have it anymore Mm -hmm. because i had a rough patch and there was pieces that i at one time i've had three different macho stuff jerry lynn's tights for when he won the ring of honor world title stuff from the motor city machine guns valvinas and i had a rough patch and a lot of that stuff i had to let go Mm -hmm. i never saw again wow and and i have yet to see any of it pop up again either
0: that sucks
2: yeah Yeah.
1: i mean that's the kind of the story of it right you know uh, with the story as old as time of of people trying to uh you know preserve the past and hold on to what they can and it, it can be, you know, quite the struggle to, you know, do what you can to, you know, do your part to preserve it. And, yeah. you know, you just hope that, you know, things that, you all know, you weren't able to hold on to, they, they're in good hands. And, you know, someday they'll be displayed somewhere that people will get to
0: appreciate.
2: Yeah. And I'm hoping that there's one day they'll pop up and I'll see them and there'll be another collector's collection mm-hmm. and I'll be happy they're at least there.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's really cool. I I know being part of the collecting community because I collect numerous things too. Especially when you're in a certain niche, because I'm I'm in two different niches. You get to really know like the heavy collectors, and you pick their brain to find out what's more valuable, what is you know, and you you really learn a lot more about the subject than the surface. You know what I mean? Because as a wrestling fan, we watch wrestling and we're like, oh, that's cool. You know, da 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 da. But then when you started getting to the whole collecting world, you find out, oh yeah, this ring gear was only worn one time and it was for this special event. And it's stuff that you never really paid attention to as just a regular person watching wrestling. You know what I mean? And it starts to show how significant a lot of these pieces are to me. It's, it's really interesting. And, and I love the fact that you have so much stuff that I, I honestly know that we're going to do, I think another episode, right? Carl. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I really want to get to this unboxing. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've been kind of sitting back here and I'm sending thinking of 2000 you said 2001 and present yeah so that's pre-tna but he still could have been in tna could have been new japan could have been nwa so there's there's a lot of different promotions i'm thinking about but why don't you get that uh why don't you go ahead and get that pulled up and we'll start this unboxing all
2: right what is your guess william
0: oh jesus I don't have one yet. I wanna know how many world championships they had.
2: And the the one company that they were the mainstay in, mm-hmm. they held the world their world title and their secondary title. And he's held titles in mostly every other company he's worked for.
0: Hmm. Their secondary and their primary. Did he hold them at the same time?
2: Yes, he was part Ooh. of a unification of them. Oh,
0: that really narrows it down cuz there's not a lot of people that had that held the secondary and the primary at the same time.
2: What about you, Carl? Oh, boy.
1: I, I don't think I, I didn't realize that. I'm not nearly the history buff I thought I was. Files to
0: get... Ga- I mean... Like, I, I know Goldberg did a... Uni- he didn't unify, but he had the US title. He won the world title, but he handed over the US title when he won the world title. And that's happened in TNA, and it's happened in WWE. That's why I laugh when people say, we're the first double champions. I'm like, no, you're not. Not even close. Man.
2: To narrow it down a little bit more, the... Other person that was in the match that it was their last match is part of the Blackpool Combat Club right now.
1: Ooh, okay. My first guest would be AJ Styles. Then nope, not tight. Ty- no, I was thinking not something
0: in- Ring of Honor then. So
2: you're 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 in the right headspace on that one
0: in the they're in the blackpool combat club like
2: the, the other person who was in the match with these tights is in the blackpool combat club
0: aj was a really good guess
2: um, <laughs> now you get to have the harder guess and that same person was in the unification match
0: because then I, I know it wasn't cesaro because cesaro just won the world title when he came back to aew so the other person when it wasn't you to Utah wheeler so it had the person had to be mox so the person he wrestled it would have been an roh would not it yep yep gosh Th- this wasn't a guy
1: that's been in the news rate recently has it
2: no but when it, when you hear his name his name you both are gonna go whoa oh god we forgot about him is it Nigel? You got the person. You ready to see it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's see it. yeah, let's see it. This is his
2: gear from his last Ring of Honor match against Brian Danielson. Oh,
0: oh God, there I it forgot is. Brian was in it, too.
2: And oh, the cool. the one Nigel McGinnis figure, Figures Inc. ever made, this is on that gear. Oh, my God. Oh, my that's God. Cool. And that's And his crazy. second figure was when he was Desmond Wolf. For oh, I
0: remember Desmond TNA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is his last pair oh of Ring God. of Honor trunks he ever wore before he retired. Yeah so now he's a commentator for their I think it's the next up show. Yeah. So this is his and Brian's last match they ever had with Ring of Honor was against each other.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I saw that match. <laughs> I'm so yeah. mad. I did I, I remember seeing that match cuz I was a big uh I was a big Nigel fan back then. And I remember when he retired and I was not too happy about it.
2: Then then you roll back years earlier, Nigel was a pure champion. Daniels was was the world champion. They unified him in England.
1: There we go. There we go. I was there in uh, Chicago Ridge when they uh, switched over. I think this is the same time. This was when they switched over to the new logo for the honor. And Nigel was brought on, I believe, at that time to become their commentator.
0: That was before Kevin Steen, wasn't it? Yeah, beginning of Kevin Steen.
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: When I think he was Uh, the commissioner for them.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. To
1: think like, you know, that was such a pivotal moment at the time. And to think how long ago that already has been, you know, for, you know, it's already an iconic moment when it feels like it was just yesterday. So that's that's incredible.
0: I remember Hydro, or as some people (laughs) call Black Machismo or Lethal. And it's so funny because every time I tag Lethal, which I don't know if you've seen it or not, I've seen the hashtag Hydro. Yeah. uh, Did you see that he liked it? No. did not wow yeah, so i posted his uh, the pictures with him and i put hashtag hydro hashtag black machismo hashtag uh lethal and he liked it so nice. that was cool yeah that
2: is pretty sweet yeah i think somewhere i have an original eight by ten of special k mm-hmm. and lethal signed it hydro like years oh ago. that's
0: so cool man <clears throat> well car you got anything else for this episode oh
1: man I, I don't think we can top that what a what a finish to the show what a incredible piece you know we're really lucky to to be part of that reveal and i i have to thank you for making us a part of this moment for you
0: no problem absolutely i, I want to be with carl and tell you thank you again man that's to get to see the unboxing of that piece is absolutely amazing it, it's such an important time in history especially when it comes to um roh and yeah. uh i do kind of want to uh put a little plug in there we got some we got an instagram another instagram page we want to give a shout out to carl you want to do the honors on that one yeah
1: so uh you know on the side i i also have a a meme page uh for people to catch out wrestling memes it's called the softest part of the ring uh you know the hardest part of the ring gets a lot of attention but there's a softest part too so you know check me out on instagram I want to thank
0: you all for listening. Thank you Hasbro WWE for being on the show with us. And I just want to remind everybody, you never know who's right across the ring.